Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the show today. My favorite time of the week, I get to be here with all of my live listeners, and if you're listening on the podcast, I get to be here with you whenever you choose to be with me. It's a beautiful thing. I get to talk to people live on the air, on the radio, and I also get to come into your homes, wherever you may be, your cars, uh, airplanes, people have been listening. They download the podcast to their, their devices while they're on airplanes in all different kinds of places. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to my show and allowing me to bring it to 61 countries around the world at last count. And just to be able to be here with you sharing these amazing people that I get to meet throughout my life that have shifted my own personal perspectives. And my goal is to help shift yours by giving you new questions to ask yourselves because most of us ask questions to get the answers that we want. What if you could begin to ask questions to get the answers you need? But you know what that implies? It implies that you are able to meet people that can give you new questions, can give you new perspectives. And my guest today is definitely one of those people. If you heard my show a few weeks ago with Bob Berg talking about his new book, The Go-Giver Influencer, you heard him talk about skumachi-isms. One of his mentors and dear friends is Dondi Skumachi, and Dondi has graciously, awesomely agreed to be on the show today, and I'm so excited to have her on. She's not only an international speaker, a best-selling author, and such a sought-after consultant that One person she did work for said, when thinking of Dondi, I most value her commitment to making a positive difference in everything she touches. These are the people I love having on the show. So, Dondi, welcome to the show. Oh, it is so much fun to be here. Thank you for having me, and thank you for that lovely introduction. I smile because, you know, Bob calls me his mentor, and I say he's mine, so maybe we just mentor each other. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I feel the same way uh, about Bob as you do. I'm met you at one of his big events ages ago and I, I pulled out of my closet your mentoring in a box pizza boxes <laughs> <laughs> and I have so many of your books your career moves how to plan for success create value your other books um, design for success the 10, men, ten commandments for women in the workplace um, you have so many books I mean ready set grow and you've got a new one coming out but What's exciting for me about having you on the show, Dondi, is you transcend so many ways of thinking. You connect with people, even if you've never met them. But when you think about mentoring, your name pops up because you've guided so many people in creating mentoring programs. I mean, how did you get to do the work that you're doing today? What guided you? I feel like it's your calling. You know, it does feel like that. It feels like serendipity. And as I was moving along, writing the books and, you know, extensively traveling, there was just this, this, this hole, right? There was this gap 
and, and, it, and, and, and I kept thinking, you know, where, what, what could fill this gap of people in the workplace, entrepreneurs, you know, people that were trying to dream a bigger dream or go a little bigger, what was the, the gap? And it really, over and again, it was mentoring, that, you know, mentoring is not a new thing. It's been around since the beginning of time, but, you know, there is a way to do it and there's a way to really engage uh, with a, a, a mentor. So I started to blog about it and then I started to create some tools for it, and then we found out there was a huge appetite for that. And and what's really been wonderful is just the evolutionary sort of aspect of it, that, you know, it started out as, you know, maybe we could put together some tools. Maybe we could create a toolkit uh, for people. So mentoring in a box became the way we marketed that. And then we discovered something so amazing, and I think this kind of speaks back to the connectivity, uh, you know, and, and even that idea of asking better questions. We found that if you can wrap community around mentoring, it, is, it, it, it will just blast off, right? So all of a sudden, people are connected in, in, in a shared space where their goals may be different, but but what, what is the same is we share a lexicon, right? We speak the language of mentoring. We share a toolkit, so we, a, a process. We trust the process. There's actually a language that is sort of created that connects people across the world. So, you know, right now in, you know, every country that you can probably imagine, there are mentoring partnerships that are just getting it done. And part of their process is just so true to what you do is that, can you ask a better question? Can you ask a bigger question? You know, so, so to some degree, the quality of the mentoring journey is certainly going to be guided by the kinds of questions we're willing to ask uh, of each other. I think I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you to define mentoring because I've seen, you know, I mentor a number of people both sort of um, informally and formally and also paid, mostly unpaid, but the m- people think of mentors and they think of it in a very different ways. So how, would, how do you actually define a mentor? Oh, that is a great question because probably our definition may depend on uh, our perspective, our experiences with mentors. We've all probably been mentored. We've all probably had mentors in our lives. We might not have called them that. But I would say in, in, in the short definition would be people who influence our future trajectory. So, you know, they're on the continuum of, of developing oneself. You know, if you think about a workplace model, there's, there's performance management, and that's where the goal is to help you meet the basic requirements of the job, right? And then, and then that maybe moves over to coaching, and coaching for performance might help you to more fully occupy your space uh, and, and maybe even start to think about ways of growing your space, but making you better right where you are. And then, then mentoring is the, next, is the next piece in the journey, and that's you know, making you the natural choice for the opportunities that you seek. I, I, and, I, and I say that a, a lot. You know, mentoring should help you to become the natural choice for the opportunity that you seek. So, uh, and maybe it serves as well to also talk about what mentoring is not. It is not therapy. It is not, <laughs> it, it is not parenting. It's not a rescue mission where a mentor swoops in and saves you from the, you know, the, the circumstances that you're in. Uh, it's not uh, doing lunch, right? It's not just chatting. I think mentoring is development in action. 
And then there's, there's another piece, too. I think that there are different formats, right? So there is formal mentoring. We certainly have a process for that, that we, that we continually work on you know, improving that process and making it more effective and making it more robust. Uh, formal mentoring is usually uh, in, a, in a set time frame. There's some sort of an agreement between the protege and the mentor, and the agreement can be very personal, but it's what are we here to do? What are we trying to accomplish, and how are we going to do business with each other? Some ground rules are created, uh, and then there's, you know, maybe it's a, a six-month engagement or a 12-month engagement. That's a, that's a formal mentoring process. I also love the idea of situational mentoring. I, I call it the drive-by hallway mentoring, right? That's where I can maybe as a protege, I can bring my case to the table and I, and, I, and, I, and I can look to, I can be really conscious in my environment, whether it's at work or in my community or my, in my personal life. I'm looking for those people who might be able to, as you talked at, at the, at the uh, top of the set here, uh, create some new perspective for me. And I, so those, those, you know, hallway, drive-by, informal, those teachable moments can be so powerful as well. In the sense, sometimes people say, well, how do I find my mentor? You know, I, I, I laugh about that because do you remember, like, Lord, do you remember that kid's book, uh, Are You My Mother? It yes, a, totally. It, it, there was a duck that would walk around and the mother was missing and she would walk around saying, you know, to all the other animals in the barnyard, right. are you my mother? Are you my mother? So sometimes, you know, people approach mentoring like that. Will you be my mentor? Will you be my mentor? <laughs> I, don't, I, I think that might be a little off-putting. I don't think we have to enter a scenario like that, but I would just challenge everyone listening to think about a scenario where you'd like to be more effective, more confident, right, more balanced in your approach. And then scan your environment and think about who is a person that if I shared this example scenario as sort of a living, working case study, uh, what perspective would they offer? And, and, and then along the theme of your show, what questions would they be asking of themselves? Well, how would they look at this and what approaches might they build or design? Um, and, and suddenly you are in a mentoring situation, right? So. It can be, you know, mentoring is really, again, just uh, helping, you know, helping my future trajectory, helping me to become the natural choice for the opportunities that I seek. Uh, and so I don't have to seek those opportunities. I think that's another really important uh, differentiation here. A goal of mentoring is never I want to get promoted. So when I'm, when I'm coaching mentors and, and helping them step into that role and be effective and, and, and really add value to the process, what I tell them is bottom line rule is if your protege says, my, my goal working with you is that I get promoted, you've got to go back to the drawing board because promotions of any kind in life are outcomes of the value that you drive. There's those, you know, those rules that we get from the go-giver, right? You got to just you focus on the value that you drive and the opportunities will take care of themselves. So the way I look at that is that opportunity always chases value. I don't have to focus on opportunity. I don't even have to worry about her. She's on the way. If I love I it. Just focus on my value. So opportunity always chases value. I love that. That's so perfect. And it's a great way to go into our first commercial break. We're here with Dondi Skumachi talking about mentoring, growing, shifting perspectives, and learning to ask some new questions of yourself. We'll be right back after the first commercial break. <laughs> 
Dondi, before the first commercial break, we were talking about, we defined a mentor and there were so many nuances to it. It was even more involved than, than I thought about it initially. And you posed the question of everybody to start thinking about somebody that they could potentially approach as a mentor. You, in your mentoring handbooks, one of the things you say is mentors use questions rather than answers, riddles instead of solutions. They facilitate self-discovery. Yet you also said mentoring is not therapy. <laughs> so- yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so, you know, the, the idea about self-discovery is that uh, if I can, and I think the truest gift of a, of a mentor, when I look at people who are really powerful at this, they, they're really patient in the process. They're very good at asking those big sort of soul-searching questions about the future, about approaches, about options, uh, you know, about values even, right? But their job isn't to fix you. It's to help you find your own solutions, your own next viable step. And that's really hard. I'll admit to you that I, I am a teller, right? So I have to constantly resist the temptation to tell, to fix, to answer, to solve. It's kind of in my blood. If you, if you have a, a situation, my first response is, okay, here's what you're going to do, right? <laughs> I start mothering. And, and I'm the first person to say it's not parenting, it's not therapy. It's not therapy in the way that I am a therapist trying to help, uh, help solve your problems for you, uh, where you're leaning on to me for that emotional support. I can support you emotionally. I can encourage you, but really the end game is for you to find your path forward, right? Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a psychologist, although I you know, did a lot of work around that, that discipline and love it. I'm fascinated by the mind and how it works. And so some of the, that knowledge can help a mentor. But I think um, when I think it's not therapy, it's that I, I don't come and sit on your couch for an hour and tell you all of my problems, right, and have myself a good cry and then leave feeling, okay, I have vented, right? I have, I have shared my, my, my darkest secrets and my deepest fears with someone, and now I'll come back next week and they'll fill me up again, right? That's kind of the therapy I'm, I'm thinking about. So the, the idea about uh, mastering the ask is really about how do, I, how do I ask the questions that maybe even pe- I wish that, that, that people were asking of themselves so that they can, you know, they can reach a little deeper. And what's really interesting about that is that sometimes those questions happen over time. Uh, you know, the, the brain is an amazing thing. It, 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 when you ask your brain a question, you activate a piece of your brain that starts to scan the environment, looking for the information, the connections, you know, those neurotransmitters. There's a part of your brain that just starts working that problem, working that riddle. And we've all experienced it. Like we can't remember the name of a song or someone's title or or a book that we've read, and then suddenly we're in the shower, and it just lands right in our brain. And at that moment, by the way, your brain was doing a little bit of a happy dance. I just want you to know because the brain is saying, I got it. I found it. I solved it. Even though you weren't consciously thinking about it. So I think one of the mysteries of mentoring 
is if we can ask questions even in a rhetorical way, they don't have to be answered in, in real time. They can be answered over time. And they can be answered as that, that part of the brain starts to engage at a different level. And people, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've, in mentoring situations where I've said, you know, I, I, I truly am not looking for an answer right now. I'd like you to give some thought to, and then you ask the bigger question, right? And then let me know what you discover. Let me know what you see, what you find, what you notice in the environment. And then it's amazing how people will come back, uh, uh, you know, a week or two later and say, I don't know how you do that. Like, like here's what I found. Here's what I discovered. And I, I smile and, and, and say, you're giving me way too much credit because that was your, your brain. All I did was act, activate your brain with a question. And then you started to notice and see and hear things, maybe information, maybe an article, you know, you know, passed by your Twitter feed, or maybe you bumped into someone in the hallway and they just ha- happened to mention something that connected with your thoughts. And you're thinking, all of this is really mysterious and it's really magical. It really isn't. It's, it's creating an awareness. You're, yeah, you're noticing. You're okay. noticing. It's like when we buy a car and we leave the lot and we notice all the cars just like our car. They were there before. <laughs> we weren't looking for them. So I think that the beauty of the question is to create exploration. And to me, the, the, the most robust mentoring is really ex- exploration. And it's, I say it maybe too much, but trusting the process, which is also sort of code for don't go so quickly to action items. There's also something in us that wants to just do stuff. Okay. All right. So stop there for a sec. So there's definitely that whole, I want to do stuff when a lot of people are searching for a mentor or are being mentors, they feel that there has to be this definitive outcome defined at the front uh, with, you know, a deadline and a timeline to get something done. And what you're, what I'm hearing you say is, there is, but there isn't that, you know, you're not looking for the next promotion. You're looking to see where your long-term view is going to be. Is that correct? Yeah, I think, I think that you're getting at something that's r- really important here. I do believe that at the very beginning of a, of a mentoring engagement where we're going we're gonna to work together for a bit, this isn't the hallway drive-by scenario, I believe that there's this, this, this process where we try to figure out what are the gaps between where you are right now and where you want to be in the future, one, three, five, ten years down the road. What, what are the biggest gaps? And I think sometimes the, the, you know, that takes a while because human beings uh, in this day and age aren't always really good at dreaming, right? We're so good at doing stuff. We're not really good at we're head down and very tactical. So it's kind of this step back to say, where am I heading? What do I want to create? What is the path I want to design for myself? Because paths are unique. One, one size fits one. And then once you've kind of, you've, you've talked through what are those gaps, you can then turn them into some big strategies for mentoring. Those are some sort of overarching, here's what we're trying to create. But then you remind me uh, with your question, I think it's, um, it's sort of organic, right? So as we move down the path, many times I'll hear mentoring partnerships say, we headed down a path with these overarching strategies with 
some goals that we wanted to to create. For example, one goal might be designing a career path or becoming more strategic or increasing my ability to influence decisions and projects, right? Uh, so sometimes it's skill-related. Sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's more conceptual. It's a little squishier. Uh, but then oftentimes people will say, as we move down that path, we bumped into something that was way more important, and we altered the plan. So there really is an organic nature to it. And the last thing I would say about that that I think is so important to your question is that the destination becomes your north. What you're tra- The big strategies that, that you're trying to work on, explore, practice, you know, try some approaches, test some things, uh, the risks that you want to take that, you know, should push you into a new space. Uh, the, the destination is your north, but, the, but in mentoring, the journey is the whole point, right? Uh, so it's okay, what wait, you wait, 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 wait. Let's just, let's just say that one, one more time. So in the, mentoring, the journey mm-hmm. is the point. Is the whole point. Wow, that is the perfect way to go into the national news break. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody, somebody tweet that out. And mentoring the journey is always the point. We'll be right back with more from the amazing Dondi Scumachi. I really wish you all could hear the conversations that happen during the the breaks, the national news breaks. I'm going to have to figure something out on that one. Um, I did swallow wrong and the water hit the back of my throat. So forgive me for a moment, everybody. At least I've stopped coughing. If you're just joining us live, we are here with Dondi Scumachi, just one of the most brilliant women I've ever had the opportunity to meet in person and follow on social media. And we're having a whole conversation about mentoring, mentoring versus coaching. And we left the um, heading into national news with this brilliant quote that I hope somebody tweets out for me because you all know I cannot tweet and do my show at the same time. With mentoring, the journey is always the point. Donnie, this past weekend, you know, it was Mother's Day weekend. It was very emotional for me, my first Mother's Day without my mom. And I kept getting guided that I had to buy a new car. Um, Mom's car died. I can't move it out of the garage. My car, which was a convertible, was starting to get problematic as far as I was concerned in terms of not knowing if I was going to have a $500 battery have to go in and all these other things, right? So... I get up to not knowing what was going to happen. I just prayed and I got guided to go to Infinity of Melbourne. I mean, and this is a true mentoring story. I could not believe it. And I walk in looking for a certain kind of car. And John, the uh, salesperson, John Foley, I, I started working with, he guides me to a 2017 car that was not even the car I had been looking for. Because I can't buy a new car because of off thing. He goes to get the keys and he comes back out and he goes to me, Professor Infinity, guy's real name is Tim, he's a general manager, said to me that I should have you drive this 2017 red car that I already had the keys in, the, in, in hand. And he proceeds to, on the test drive, talk to me about Professor Infinity. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm laughing because he had this beautiful mentoring relationship with this guy. Now, John, who was amazing as a salesperson because he really wanted to just find the right car for me. He didn't care what he sold me. It was about matching me to the perfect car for me. Mm. And he was describing this relationship with this guy, Tim. And then I ended up buying the car and Rich, 
the the sales manager is also talking about Tim, Professor Infinity, because he's relatively new to the dealership. He's been in other dealerships. And then Deb, the woman who helps me close the the final parts and you know the 30 billion pieces of paper you have to sign <laughs> and she's talking about him too and to me it sounded and i'm giving a shout out to infinity of melbourne i have to tell you they were a joy to deal with which is not something most people say about buying a car or most women say about buying a car so infinity of melbourne hey guys congrats thank you so much but it was an informal mentoring relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that story, two things about that. Stories are, I think, the heartbeat of mentoring, where we make ourselves transparent enough and we make ourselves vulnerable to the story. Uh, and then when that vulnerability, what you just did just now was mentoring, on the, uh, mentoring anyone who listens now or who will ever listen, because you shared something really personal, the loss of your mother, the emotional weekend, this process that you were going through, decisions that you're having to make. I think the most powerful mentoring is when we get to that place of vulnerability. The other thing that, that, your, that your story reminds me is that mentoring has such reach. So it, it cannot stop itself. Once someone is mentored, it just moves through them to the next and to the next and to the next. It has an amplifying effect. And that's why I get so passionate about it because I know that even when I'm mentoring a person in front of me or a community of mentoring partnerships, even my focus, I'm present with them and I'm really trying to listen for, as your, as your car dealer was, like listening for how can I help how can I add value? How can I support? How can I, how can I push you? How can I push you forward? Uh, even, even though what I tell them is learn something with the intention of teaching it. This is not secret. Go share it. Share it with your, at your dinner table even, right? That's the whole magic of mentoring. The other thing that your story reminded me of was I had an experience on, um, there's group mentoring too, and we talked about the faces and the formats of mentoring. There's formal and informal. There's also group. Uh, so, you know, that could be a group at, a, at, a, at the dinner table. Right. <laughs> it could be a group in, in, at the workplace. Uh, I was speaking last Friday uh, and I, and to a group of uh, vice presidents uh, for a large uh, organization in Houston. And I said, let's just practice some vulnerability for a moment, right? We want people to be vulnerable to this, this mentoring thing. And I went around the room. There were 12 of them. Now, keep in mind, these are the, the big dogs of the company. Uh, and I said, I want you to tell me what terrifies you. Oh, that's a good one. And they went around the room, and then, and then they were all being very um, open, and then came to this one man. He said, what terrifies me is being out of control. And I said, when do you feel out of control? What feels out of control for you? And as tears rolled down this man's face, the most, this most senior person in the room running this company, he said, on Wednesday my wife has surgery, and the prognosis is unsure. And the whole room just shifted. You could feel a complete shift in the energy, uh, in the connection, and everybody was with him right then, emotionally connected. And so uh, I think that the questions also serve us not just to find that next step or to find our our opportunity. Those questions connect us. When we were finalizing the car, 
my mom came up quite a bit during the conversation, obviously, but they couldn't move my license plates over to the car. And they said to me, um, we can move your other plates over. And I didn't know what they were talking about. And they looked at me and they said, we can move your mom's plates over. Oh. And of course I started crying (laughs) uncontrollably because I never even thought, you know, could do something like that, but it was registered to my name because mom couldn't drive anymore, but it was her plates, you know, her car. And I just started crying and I felt my mom with me. Yep. And they looked at me and I looked at them. I said, mom's going to be with me, isn't she? Oh, see that? And they started hugging me. <laughs> and oh, they just, that's... not not your normal car dealer. Right? No. So just like your boardroom thing, those it's things so can present. happen anywhere. Yeah, just so present. See, that's, that is mentoring. Because mentoring it not only supports us in the future, but it also supports us in the moment. Right. And great mentoring it really does speak a language that says, I see you. I see what's important to you. I see what you value. Thank you for sharing that with me. Thank you for being that vulnerable with me so that we, I can really know who you are. Because if I know who you are and what you care about and what moves you, we'll figure all the other stuff out. We'll figure all that out. That's not a problem. But the first step, and that's why when we talked about, uh, you know, they didn't, they didn't focus on, to them, what I think is just so beautiful about this story, is they, they weren't focusing on a car sale. They were focusing on a human being. Right. And whenever we, can, whenever we can move that objective out of the way, it kind of speaks to what you were talking about earlier. Do we have these defined objectives? Of course we have things we're trying to accomplish. I know they're in the business to sell cars. You know, they didn't, they didn't wake up this morning and say, let's just go make some people feel better. But what they have realized is, is that they make people feel better. Selling cars is just a natural outcome of that process. They don't have to focus on that. They can focus on the people. So if somebody, if a, a corporate, well, I have a lot of listeners. I'm trying to figure out the best way to ask you this question. A lot of my listeners are entrepreneurs, right? They're not necessarily in a corporate position, working at a car dealership or in a corporate environment, yet they're looking for mentoring as well. Mm-hmm. Can that happen for them? I mean, I know I do mentoring programs and coaching programs and, and things like that. You know, I do a 100-day mentoring program. It's, it's really more a 100-day coaching, but I try to think of it more as a mentoring um, how does that work in that kind of situation? Such a good question. I think it's powerful for entrepreneurs. And one of the things I think that entrepreneurs have a little bit of a leg up on is that they're used to creating things for themselves. They're not used to uh, organizations creating a program or a process for them. They are they are. They're built differently, and they're used to design and reaching for what they need to be successful. So if the, if, if, for, for any entre- entrepreneurs out there, I would say, think of mentoring as one of the most important tools in your toolkit, not only from the perspective of, of getting mentored, but also of being a mentor. I think we should all be really proactive in both of those roles. There's something you have that other people are trying to figure out. I, I, I smile when I see quotes like, you know, that thing that you're trying to master 
you know, or that thing that you have ma- have mastered, excuse me, that thing you have mastered through discipline and perseverance and resiliency, that thing that now is natural for you, somebody else is just getting started. They're trying to figure it out, right? right. And that thing that you're trying to master, somebody else has gone before you. So it really is, there's almost just that sort of relay effect to say, reaching for it, um, but also pulling people behind uh, and, and sharing what I can, noticing those opportunities to come alongside of another human being. I think for entrepreneurs, it might be to, it, it might be to sit down and say, where are the, if I were to add to myself a discipline, a competency, a skill set, a tool, uh, you know, an understanding knowledge, it might be in the industry, it might be in the field, it might be uh, a, a specific skill set, like I, I want to become better at, uh, at communicating my, you know, my messaging. And then you kind of scan your environment, um, you know, out there in the big wild for people who, uh, who, who are doing that, right? So you start to watch them and study them. And that's where you can come alongside. I, th- that's how I met Bob Burke. And that, so, we're going to finish that after this next break. I can't believe we're almost done, but we'll be right back with more from Dondi Scamacci talking about Bob Berg. <laughs> All right, Dondi, tell me about how you met Bob Berg. Well, you know, I was uh, on social media. I began following, right, and, and reading these encouraging, powerful treats about the go-giver. It inspired me to go pick up the book and read it. And then I just did this really brave thing. I just tweeted him. I just reached out and said, hey, my name is Dondi and I'm enjoying your work. And it started this because he's such a gracious human being. It started this conversation. And that led to him endorsing my, my third book. And really, um, some of the, the mentoring scenarios that, that I would come to him for would be, you know, I'm getting ready to launch. And I, I would love to just kind of, you know, have you, have you share with me some of the things you're thinking about as you're getting ready to launch a, a new book. And, you know, learn, have learned so much from the process, but it started out with that noticing someone who was out there in the world doing the things that I wanted to be doing, right? So it's, what do you want to do? What do you want to be doing? And who's already doing that? Or who's doing something in that realm? Or who's operating in that discipline? I also think it's really interesting because when I think about Bob and other great authors and speakers that I, that I, that I communicate with and network around with, this is, a, I think, a, a powerful mentoring principle. Sometimes your peer group has to change in order for your results to change. Mm. So, it's, you know, for entrepreneurs, it's who, who are your peers? And uh, how does your peer group need to change? There's a thought-provoking question, right? You, uh, coming back into this segment, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the sound bite was success isn't just what you know, it's who you know. I think that's a really thought-provoking question. Who do you need to know so that you can take your game to the next level, so that you can be more fulfilled, more satisfied, uh, more engaged, uh, and, and drive more value? That's a fascinating concept because with the recent life change, six years taking care of my mom, as my listeners all know, I'm trying to figure out who I am again. And Mm. one of the things I'm looking at is who are the people around me? And they're amazing people. They're not business people because Mm. that's not what Mm -hmm. I needed for the last six years. I needed friends of a different kind peers of a different kind to help me through it so how does your peer group need to change is absolutely brilliant you know i'll never forget 
I think it, it was either John Maxwell or John David Mann at, or it might have even been Randy Gage at the uh, big event that Bob mm-hmm. did, where they said, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need a new room. <laughs> uh, those three are just genius anyway. That's great. <laughs> And my dad always said, it's who you know that gets your foot in the door. It's what you know that keeps you there. Uh-huh. You know what you just reminded me of, too, and I think this is, a, this is an interesting takeaway, uh, is that I think that sometimes the experience that you've had for the last six years with your mom is such a relatable experience. It's, it is that experience that many people are either in or they're, they're going to be in. And then you have these, you have that, that whole, that, that whole arena of your life that has been so focused around doing, giving your mother care and taking good care of her. And then you have these business goals. I think sometimes what's profound about mentors is they can help you connect those two pieces. They don't have to be completely separate. Like what you've learned, what you've gone through, how you've grown, how you've struggled, what you've struggled with and through might just be very connectable to, to your next. And it also might be the thing that connects you to your next audience. I'm sitting here like, oh, my God. It's interesting when mentoring really yeah. works. Uh, it's not that not the great mentors give you those connections, but they're constantly looking for the connections between who you are, what you value, your experience, your history, your the, the future that you seek. Um, your it, it, the, the whole it's a holistic thing. And how how do those how do those connect together? Where is their transferables, I call them, uh, where you can connect the dots? And you emerge from that as this whole person, not as compartmentalized in your life. And that's such a, that's such a great question for all my listeners to be thinking about because some of them are in corporate now and they want to go to entrepreneurs. Some are entrepreneurs that are thinking this isn't quite right for me. I think I may want to go back and work for somebody. Or it could, I have listeners who are just trying to explore how to be more than they are. Mm. And in all of those cases, I think mentors have this way, if we allow it to show up just in time, and when we're going through any kind of a transition, any kind of a transition, whether it's personal or professional or both, uh, that's the perfect time to reach for mentoring. And I know you have a lot of resources to help people find mentors, be mentors, or if they can't find one, use you through your words as as a mentor. I mentioned a few of them, Mentoring in a Box, your books, Career Moves, Ready, Set, Grow, um, so many of, of the books that you have out there. You know, you're up on Twitter, you've got Design for Success. So how do people reach out to you and what are some of the resources that they can reach out for? Thank you for that. Everyone can reach me on any of the social media platforms by just using my name, Dondi Scamacci. So D-O-N-D-I-S-C-U-M-A-C-I, DondiScamacci.com. That's a great kind of hub because from there you can find, you can contact me personally. You can get to my Twitter, my Facebook feed, all of those things. I think the blog is a great resource because, uh, you know, the, the blog gives some some just you know, actionable ideas, uh, encouragement of, I, I hope, a very encouraging, a very authentic stories. You'll see uh, at the first chapter of my latest book is uh, downloadable for 
free. Uh, so you can kind of check out that work and you can see that's a mentoring story. And so it, you know, it really is, I think, very relatable to people. So I hope that your listeners will open their gift. I was reading, uh, reading uh, Career Moves in preparation for this interview just to kind of immerse myself in everything. And it was such, I didn't feel like I was reading a career book. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. I felt like it was just a wonderful story about how to live your life and ask some really brilliant questions. Yeah, and and what what was fun about that book is that it you know using hopefully a a compelling story that really reveals what mentoring looks like in the real world, and you know kind of leaves you hanging a little bit from chapter to chapter, but gives you some really good tools uh, for designing that path that is that is ultimately your 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 own. I think that's the one thing that if I could rewind uh, earlier on in my career, I, I was good at following a path, taking care of the responsibilities that were piled on my plate. I, I don't, it wasn't until much later that I learned I get to design one. I get to design a path that is uniquely my own. Mm-hmm. And that was a liberating moment for me. So great way to sort of close up the show is to say, are you following a path or are you designing a path for yourself? Yeah, that's a great question. Wow, that just opens up so many possibilities for everybody, <laughs> including myself. <laughs> and me. <laughs> always, always. Uh, Sometimes we ask the questions we should be asking of ourselves, right? I, I think 99% of the time, the, you know, and the reason we can ask the question is because we've lived the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Such a pleasure speaking with you. I'm so glad that you were able to be on the show today, Dondi. I I learned so much myself, and I know my listeners have gotten a lot out of just this whole conversation of mentoring and and the possibilities that are open for them. Oh, thank you for that. It's been a pleasure, and I wish all of your listeners and you nothing but the best. So, everybody, we were here with Dondi Scamacci. Follow her on social media. Go to her blog. She's got amazing resources up there that can help you Find a mentor, be a mentor, and design your own path. I love her books, her mentoring programs. Most of all, what I love is her message, which is, you know, design your journey. It's up to you to be who you want to be. And remember, the right questions can change your life. So what are you asking today? Hug someone you love today and uh, just know I'm hugging you back. Have a great day. been listening to it's all about the questions starring laura stewart connect with laura at it's all about the and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today